into the first podcast. Over the last few weeks, we've been having chats internally in Red Sea, and we're trying to figure out how best to help our clients um, and in different brands that we work with in these really challenging times. So we're aware that we're in the business of market research, but really we're human experts. And what we feel is that we can give you our inside information on how people think, how they behave and how they make decisions to ultimately help you. So um, this is our first go. My name is Aoife Maher and I'm a qualitative director in Red Sea. And I'm going to be joined for the inaugural recording here by our CEO, Richard Caldwell. And Richard is going to be chatting to us about brands and advertising. So how are you doing, Richard? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm just from the human angle, wondering if everyone's house in uh, your neck of the woods is as neat and tidy as that. <laughs> you should see the rest of it. It's a bit more messy. Yeah, but I'm loving your green wall. How are you finding working from home? Uh, look, as with everyone else, it's a challenge, but, um, you know, we find new ways of doing things. And this is a, a strange new world for us as well, doing this podcast. But look, yeah. it's, uh, hopefully it's useful for people who are watching it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, sure, we'll get stuck into it so people don't have to hear chitter-chatter. Um, so you've written a couple of articles suggesting that brands should continue advertising at this time. Why are you so sure that that's the case? Okay, um, I think there's probably three areas that we can look at as to give us guidance as to why it's the right time to advertise. And I think that's about the past. Uh, about academic knowledge and understanding of the whole field of advertising and when to advertise and and what the current situation is and how people are reacting to advertising now and all three of those kind of feed into the reasoning I think behind why it just makes sense to advertise now. Okay so you started off there with past performance wasn't it? So can you tell us a little bit more then about what you mean about past performance? Yeah absolutely I mean the Probably the best time for us to look back at is the last big recession, because that's mm-hmm. the most similar occasion to where we're at now. Now, obviously, that didn't happen as quickly, and hopefully this recession will, will come out of it as quickly as we've gone into it. But at the same time, it gives us an idea of how people um, behaved or brands behaved during that time when there was less ability to spend. In other words, brands are under pressure, should we advertise or not? And what happened at the time was that a lot of companies decided to go dark. Now, there's been a lot of work done on this since then. Uh, And if you look at BNA and Field, for instance, they did a big piece about why not to go dark. Mm -hmm. And the main reason because of that is because if you go dark, you are effectively giving yourself five years to recover. It will take that long to get back uh, the brand assets that effectively you're letting to drift as you don't talk. So what we found when we did some analysis from our own research in Ireland was the brands that stopped talking lost brand equity in their key strengths very, very quickly. And that means that they're putting themselves in a position where not only are they not salient or as salient in people's mindset, but also as well as that, the brand's strengths and their um, credentials are falling in the areas that maybe made them distinctive from their competitors. Right, okay, so you will lose out by not spending, but in the short term, what are the overall benefits for brands? Um, Well, I think we could kind of move on to the second of those three areas that I was talking about here, and that's about 
the academic understanding of how advertising works. Uh, there are two fundamental things advertising needs to do to be effective, and that's to get noticed and be distinctive. Now, that's a very simplified version of it, but if you can't, if you're not getting noticed and you're not being distinctive, then your advertising isn't, isn't working as well as it, as it could be. Um, you might think getting noticed is obvious, but it's surprising how many ads uh, in the same industry all look the same. So if you think about, you know, industry uh, for utilities, they're all the same with big rolling fields and, you know, pylons and whatever else. Um, and none of them are very different. And I think it's really important to think about getting notes and being distinctive going hand in hand together. Um, so one of the things you can do to get notes, of course, is to spend more than your competitors. If you spend more than your competitors, you're more likely to get noticed, clearly because you're making more noise. And this goes back to uh, that piece by b and Field, where they talked about um, ESOV, so that's excess share of voice. And the theory is that you spend, if you spend your market share level, you'll kind of stay stable. Mm -hmm. If you spend your share of voices ahead of your market share level, that's when growth starts to happen. That's when long-term growth starts to happen. So you can imagine, if we think about that right now, if people are stopping spending, it's potentially easier for us if we can afford to do it. Look, there are businesses that are in trouble, but if we can afford to possibly do it, then spending now potentially is easier for us to get ESOV than it would be at another time because our competitors pull back potentially from their spend. We continue to spend. We actually get better share of voice than we did before. Okay. So, right. We're recommending that brands continue to spend, but then you kind of have to look at the context within which that advertising is, is going to be aired. And um, is it appropriate to have any old advertising? You know, what, what will work in the middle of a crisis? Well, I think the good news is that we have lots of data on whether now is a good time to advertise or not. And the first thing we've seen from our um, COVID-19 tracking that we're doing for our clients is a really big increase in claimed media consumption. Okay. So, that's not going to hang on. It's already starting to dissipate. In fact, we've seen some results from Core recently that's showing that that has fallen back a bit. But there is still an increased consumption of media, and there's an, a different consumption of media. So people are consuming more live TV than they were, uh, and all those things help it to make it easier for us, if you like, to get noticed if we're advertising at the present time. And when you look at the results of our, our tracking, which we're doing all the time for all our clients, so we, we run continuous tracking using our Red Star uh, framework to understand consumers' uh, attitudes to people's advertising. When you look at that, what we are seeing is a really big increase in awareness of campaigns. The same campaign that was running beforehand is seeing a jump in awareness because it's getting noticed more. Okay. So we know then people are more in tune with media they're more likely to be exposed to it but are people really in the right frame of mind at the moment you know to listen to and to be influenced by advertising you know with all of that's going on at the moment um yeah look i think it's an interesting point i think um in a lot of the tracking that we're doing uh we can see there is of course a huge amount of concern among people at the moment uh, more than there has been for a while. I mean, you're really seeing a strong consumer reaction to lockdown, to worries about health, worries about family and so on. So you're right, you know, it is, there is potentially, is it the right time to advertise when, um, when people are feeling like that? But I think one of the other things that we've really found uh, in some of the qualitative research we've done 
is a craving for normality among people. So we're in this very strange situation that happened very quickly. And I think what people want more than anything is for brands to act normally as they would have done outside of the crisis. Yeah. And it's funny because like, obviously I work with you on the COVID tracking that we're doing at the moment for clients. And there is a strong sense of that when I'm analyzing it qualitatively around that need for normality. And like you see it in day to day in terms of what is getting traction online, you know, those old people who are having like their 106th birthday parties or old people who recover or funny memes. It's, I, I think that is part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's right. And I think um, it's no surprise that in the advertising testing we do as a result, that people are well disposed to ads at the moment, or certainly appear to be well disposed at the moment. I mean, overall, in our data, the impact of the uh, ads appears to be greater than it was. So not only are they more likely to have seen the ads, but actually they're responding more positively to ads than they were before the crisis. And so it appears that they're having, and I think this is the most important piece of information out of our data, a more emotional impact. And that, of course, is, is vital. We know from all the work that's been done by BNM Field, by System One in the, in the UK, that emotional resonance in your advertising is one of the most important factors in terms of long-term brand building. So if people are more emotionally disposed to the advertising we're doing, then obviously that's a positive thing. Okay, so we've talked about system one and all of these, you know, key words that we talk about all the time, but are, is there any evidence out there to support what you're saying? Uh, well, there's a great case study, actually, um, which was done by uh, Ted Banner, uh, a guy from the University of Australia. And what he did is he got two groups of people in Australia to uh, brought, be brought in and they were asked to read the same newspaper. And they read the newspaper from front to back. Uh, given plenty of time to do it, and, and they were asked how happy they were today. And what he did is he looked at the results by the people who were happy and the people who were not happy that day or not as happy that day. And after that, they asked them which ads they remembered. And what happened was that the people who were happier were much more likely to recall the ads and recall, more importantly, recall the messaging that was in those ads. Now, that's it. Okay, that's interesting. You know, but is that really true? But I mean, even if you think about it yourself, if you're happier, you're far more likely to be have a positive response to some claim in advertising than if you're not happy, and you're much more likely then to have a more negative response to a claim in advertising. Okay, but I'm thinking from a client listening to this, their point of view, they could easily think, surely it's counterintuitive that people are happier at the moment. What would you say about that? Yeah. I think that's true, of course. As we said earlier, they are concerned. Uh, and for them generally to be happier doesn't make sense. But I think what's really interesting is that it appears they're more emotionally receptive. So that means if you're, an, if you're a brand that's advertising and you're trying to build a, a positive emotional response, because they're more emotionally receptive right now, they're more likely to respond to that mm -hmm. trigger that you're trying to, that you're trying to push. Mm -hmm. On the back of that, though, Richard, do you think that advertisers should be changing their messages that's currently in, you know, ads that were created pre-COVID in order to meet this need that's out there? I think we, we kind of touched on that earlier. And I think what we've seen is that there isn't particularly a need. I think there's a danger that 
those ads are not distinctive. I think there's a great cartoon from Tom Fishburne, Mark Tunist, where he has, you know, all these words on a board, which are basically the same lines of we're worried about you at this time and we're here for you and so on. You know, and really, I think the danger is that if you do a specific COVID-19 ad with some piano music and empty streets, that that's not going to have the same impact uh, than another campaign. And interestingly, uh, yesterday, actually, System One in the UK looked at all the ads they've tested in the UK and in the US and found that those types of ads actually were less likely to have a positive emotional brand building effect than if the brand had just carried on advertising with a positive message. Of course, you need to check your advertising to make sure it's not saying something that jars with the current situation. But other than that, then actually carrying on with the same campaign makes more sense. Okay, so loads of information there for for people to take on board, but how exactly do you recommend that brands and businesses move on with campaigns then? Okay, yeah. I mean, I think what we've just talked about really is that brands need to go back to the fundamentals of what their advertising is trying to do. It's trying to get noticed and it's trying to be distinctive. And at the moment, potentially, it's easier to get noticed. There's less spend out there. People are consuming more media and they're more open to the messaging that we're doing. So it's easier to get noticed now. So if you can afford to keep spending, that suggests it's worth carrying on spending. Mm -hmm. And in fact, some of the work that Peter Field did in the last uh, recession in terms of the going dark report suggests that that might not benefit you now. It might hit your profits now to carry on spending, but the benefit over the next five years will be exponential. And mm-hmm. um, the second area then is about being distinctive. And what we've shown and what we've seen in our own data is that people are more um, emotionally charged they're able to take on that emotional impact that we're trying to impart through our advertising more readily or they're more open to it and that means that what we're doing is actually having a greater impact than it was before the crisis and actually that was also shown in the go dart report that during recessions people are more emotionally receptive and therefore your advertising works harder so there's a double benefit here if you think about it you it's more likely that you're going to get noticed and it's more likely that when you get noticed, it's going to have a greater impact. So if you can possibly afford to, keep spending. Okay, well, thanks a million, Richard, for that. We might have you back on again. Would you like it? And thank you very much to you for tuning in as well. Um, we hope you found it valuable and useful. Um, and we will be doing a series of these over the coming weeks. So um, please do tune in again. <laughs>